Hey, 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 welcome back to Chew the Bible. It's your good friend, A.A. Ron. Before we get into 2 Peter chapter 1, I'd like to officially announce my candidacy. I can't even say the word right. <laughs> Candidate. Candidacy. Is that the word? Well, I don't care. I'm running for president. <laughs> Totally joking. It seems like everybody's running for president these days, though. Anyway, uh, just listening to Up First on NPR and talking about all these different dudes. Hunter Pence, Mike Pence, yeah, Chris Christie, all these people running for president. And the whole Iowa caucus and all that fun jazz. Oh, man. All right, we're in Second Peter chapter one. I went and got some oatmeal and applesauce. Feel a little bit more refreshed, but I am definitely tired. I see here. How much more do we have left? We got Second Peter. It's only three chapters. We got First John. We got Second John, Third John, Jude. All right, we can do this, Aaron. We can do this. It's not that much. Hey, uh, we'll save Revelation for when I get up. After I sleep. All right, here we go. Second Peter, growth in Christian virtue. Simon Peter, a bond servant, an apostle, a special messenger, personally chosen representative of Jesus Christ to those who have received and possessed by God's will a precious faith of the same kind as ours by the righteousness of our God. And Savior, Jesus Christ, grace and peace, that special sense of spiritual well-being be multiplied to you in the true intimate knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. For his divine power has bestowed on us absolutely everything necessary for a dynamic spiritual life and godliness through true and personal knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these he has bestowed on us his precious and magnificent promises of inexpressible value, so that by, I like that phrase, inexpressible value, so that by them you may escape from the immoral freedom that is in the world because of a disreputable desire and become shares of the divine nature. For this very reason, applying your diligence to the divine promises, make every effort and exercise in your faith to develop moral excellence. And the moral excellence, knowledge, insight, understanding, and in your knowledge, self-control, and in your self-control, steadfastness, fastness, and in your steadfastness, godliness, and in your godliness, brotherly affection, and in your brotherly affection, and de develop Christian love that is, learn to unselfishly seek the best for others and to do things for their benefit. For as these qualities are yours and are increasing in you as you grow towards spiritual maturity. They will keep you from being useless and unproductive in regard to the true knowledge and greater understanding of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is blind, short-sighted, choosing, closing his spiritual eyes to the truth, having become oblivious to the fact that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, believers, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling in choosing you, be sure that your behavior reflects and confirms your relationship with God. For by doing these things actively, developing these virtues, you will never stumble in your spiritual growth and will live a life that leads others away from sin. 
for in this way entry for in this way entry into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be abundantly provided to you. Therefore, I will always be ready to remind you of these things, even though you already know them and are established in the truth which is held firmly in your grasp. I think it is right as long as I am in this earthly tent to inspire you to remind you by reminding you, knowing that the laying aside of this earthly tent of mine is imminent as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. Moreover, I will diligently endeavor to see it that even after my departure, you will be able at all times to call these things to mind. Interesting that they use the word tent. He uses the word tent there. And Paul was a tent maker. He refers to his body as an earthly tent. Mr. Simon Peter. All right, eyewitnesses, for we did not know, follow, we did not follow cleverly Divide stories or myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty, his grandeur, his authority, his sovereignty, for when he was invested with honor and the radiance of the Shekinah glory from God the Father, such a voice as his came to him from the splendid, majestic glory and the bright cloud that overshadowed him, saying, this is my son, my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased and delighted. And we actually heard this voice made from heaven when we were together with him on the holy mountain. So we have the prophetic word made more certain. You do well to pay close attention to it as to a lamp shining in a dark place. And to the day dawns, light breaks through the gloom and the morning star rises in your hearts. Or the light bringer. That's Jesus. But understand this. First of all, that no prophecy of scripture is a matter of matter of or comes from one's own personal or special interpretation. For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human, but moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. <clears throat> was I seeing things or did they say something about Shekinah glory Holy Spirit fill this room yes there is yep Shekinah glory sweet perfume we need your presence, we need you. Only Spirit fill this room. The radiance of the Shekinah glory from God the Father. Let's see, verse 17. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark, or veered off the path, and fallen short of the glory of God, or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death, or eternal separation from God. 
But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 5a says, but God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God, and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, or you've walked away from him, and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty precious name I pray. Amen.